We're very thankful today to be joined in the studio by Zach Sage. He is the executive director of the Marion VA, uh, VA Healthcare System in the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. Mr. Sage, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So let's get to know you just a little bit. How long have you been in this current position? Yeah, I came to the Marion VA in November of 2022. It's a week of Thanksgiving. Uh, it's been a rewarding uh, set of months ever since. Um, it, it's, uh, it's, it's been great to be in Southern Illinois. And what is your background previous to this position? Yeah, VA has been uh, kind of where I've grown up as a professional. I started at the Lexington, Kentucky VA um, scheduling veterans and uh, worked my way up through the VA in, in many different jobs across the, the South. Spent a lot of time in Texas and Louisiana uh, in different roles uh, leading up to this position. Um, I was the interim director out in Amarillo, Texas, and I was the interim director most recently up in Iron Mountain, Michigan, up in the UP of, of Michigan. And uh, in between, I worked in uh, hospital supply chain and uh, worked in our uh, diagnostic services and um, have, have loved every minute of it. Uh, I really love serving veterans. You know, you're the only other person I know that's ever brought up Iron Mountain, Michigan, because the current owners of this radio station used to manage television station in Iron Mountain, Michigan. And so you've uh, probably seen your fair share of uh, high temperatures and high snow. Well, I tell you, uh, it was a short assignment when I was there. It was only for about four months. And uh, the, the ask that I made uh, back then was to get me, uh, get me out of there before ice fishing started or keep me there through the ice fishing season. And so I was there from May until September of last year. So I didn't get to see the ice fishing, but I can tell you my first day there, it was in the 30s in, in late May. And when I left, it was starting to get, uh, get cool, cool again. Well, we appreciate your time with us here today. Zach Sage, he is the Marion VA Health Systems Executive Director, and we want to put a spotlight on an upcoming event, Mr. Sage. You're going to be hosting an event in um, Murfreesboro at the high school on the 5th of August. It's a town hall to help highlight the PACT Act. And so let's uh, unpack what the PACT Act is. Sure. Well, uh, the, the PACT Act, uh, of course, we love our acronyms in the VA. So anyone that works with us knows this. But uh, the, the PACT Act is uh, has a longer name. It's the Sergeant First Class Heath Robinson Honoring Our Promise to Address Comprehensive Toxics Act of 2022. So that's the uh, Promise to Address Comprehensive Toxics Act of 2022. And... Um, we call it the PACT Act for short, and uh, it's a big piece of legislation that was signed about a year ago. Uh, and honestly, any veterans that can hear this or family members of, of veterans, um, I hope I hope that you've heard about the PACT Act before today. Uh, if not, come out and see us at the Murfreesboro High School on Saturday to learn more about it, um, because you may have benefits uh, that you're eligible for now. And so you talk about these uh, burn pits. Where were veterans typically exposed to this uh, situation? Sure. So um, uh, Sergeant Heath Robinson, who the bill is named after, I believe he served in Kosovo. And uh, at at age 39, he died of lung cancer that was directly traced back to his toxic exposures during his military service. Um, so most folks think that the burn pit exposures were around Afghanistan, Afghanistan, Iraq, and other places in the Middle East. Um, but uh, it's, it's pretty, pretty common that veterans were exposed to uh, toxic things, whether they were burned um, or if it was other chemicals or things. Um, but uh, it's, it's, it's pretty common that veterans were exposed to toxic materials or uh, radiation or uh, really other uh, 
horrible things that we want to make sure they get all the benefits uh, that they have earned uh, as a result of. I think about the visual that I remember growing up whenever retreating Iraqi troops would set these oil fields on fire and it would just be putting up these giant plumes of black smoke. And so it's that sort of situation or it could have been a situation where just simply waste of any different kind was being burned on the battlefield or as a part of military practice. And so I guess a veteran listening to this interview who says themselves, oh, I don't remember being exposed to anything, still ought to try to maybe research and see if they would qualify. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, it's it's not just those um, those burning oil fields, like you said. It's the uh, it's the burn pit that was maybe uh, adjacent to where you were staying, or someplace that if you flew through the country um, regularly, you were probably exposed to some of these things. And it's at least going through the initial screening process to see how your service and your what you were assigned, what your job was, how that matches up to what you may have been exposed to. We have a very easy process to initiate a toxic what's called a toxic exposure screening. Uh, in fact, we've done about 25,000 of these across our uh, small VA healthcare system in southern Illinois and southwest Indiana, western Kentucky. Um, but we know there's a lot more veterans that need to have these uh, screenings done. If that initial screening you know, is positive, that you, know, you are likely to have some toxic exposure, we can go into uh, you know, greater detail and, and deeper screening. Um, but uh, that's all part of the process in, uh, in, in um, figuring out what you may have been exposed to. And so this event is going to be August the 5th. It's a town hall style meeting. What can people expect uh, to encounter when they show up to this event? And by the way, I haven't mentioned what time. Yeah, so uh, so this Saturday between 11 and uh, eleven a.m. and 3 p.m., uh, again, out, out at the high school, um, along with the VFW, our local post um, is uh, really kind of the, uh, the, the uh, leading uh, organization on this, and it's uh, something we've partnered on with them to bring the VA resources out to our veterans around uh, Murfreesboro. So, um, of course, I'll be there. I'll be happy to talk about the PACT Act. We'll also have representatives from the Veterans Benefits Administration who can uh, help veterans with claims or initiating a claim. Uh, My staff will be there that can initiate the toxic exposure screening. Um, But we will also have a full complement of uh, services that we offer uh, veterans, uh, if nothing else, just to learn, uh, to to help veterans learn about what's available for them. Um, We usually have our uh, women's health uh, program uh, represented, our suicide prevention program, um, uh, something that VA does that's different than just about any other health care organization, our focus on whole health for veterans to help veterans really live a a lifestyle that's um, focused on wellness. and you know we uh, we want to just bring um, the full complement of our resources out to veterans so they can learn about what's available through the VA. What's the best part of your job on a day to day basis? You know, I've had uh, I've had opportunities to work um, in jobs that are you know m- maybe more uh, even more administrative uh, than my current role, uh, but where I'd be behind a desk uh, looking at a screen the whole time, and I. I I took a short assignment like that once, and I hated it. Mm. And I I wondered why I hated it. And then I uh, did some soul searching and figured out that what I really love to do is to be able to go out and touch a veteran, their family member, or someone who's working directly with the veterans. And I can tell you that's really what fills me up. And so um, I feel very uh, comfortable serving veterans in a hospital. It's really what I feel like I was uh, made to do. 
Uh, so anytime I can be around our veterans, uh, either out in the community or in a place where we provide care, uh, that's, that's a great day for me. You talked about the whole health care approach. Is that the biggest challenge is sort of breaking down what uh, traditionally may have been what was expected of a veteran culturally or sort of um, getting that that mindset to for veterans themselves to look at their whole health yeah so so whole health um, it's it's really something that VA does that kind of wraps around the whole veteran from start to finish we're very focused on preventive medicine uh, so we're trying to you know encourage healthy lifestyles to avoid you know the the trips to the cardiologist maybe later in life that uh, maybe a young veteran um, wants to avoid and um, we're we're thinking a lot about um, what veterans um, may be in pain for, right? So we, we do not want to give uh, a lot of medications to help um, you know, folks get uh, addicted to medicine that they don't need to be on. And so if there's ways that we can um, help veterans with pain, either through you know, therapy or even just doing things, um, and, and don't knock it till you tried it, right? Uh, it's like acupuncture mm-hmm. or um, uh, yoga, um, tai Chi, um, things, things like that. And I can tell you from the veterans that are participating in these programs, it's making a big difference in their ability to deal with their stress, deal with pain, um, and really just get the most out of life. Comparatively to other VA hospitals around the country, how does the Marion VA rank in terms of size? Yeah, so um, I would say we're, we're middle of the pack. Uh, in our local region, um, we're um, Again, kind of middle of the pack, we serve about 51,000 veterans that live um, in our service area. So, that again, that's southern Illinois, western Kentucky, and southwest Indiana. Um, unfortunately, the number of veterans that we're serving um, is, is going down slightly, but it's kind of holding steady. You know, I think the state of Illinois is losing um, population in, in general, um, but um, veterans that, um, you know, are still out there that aren't getting services from the VA may gain benefits through, through bills like the PACT Act. And so uh, we know that there are veterans out there that are not getting services from us, and we want to serve them just like we serve the you know 50,000 or so that we're taking care of now. I remember when the man who founded this radio station, Harold Lauder, had a prescription benefits through the VA, and I recall that uh, at one time later in his life, uh, there was a question about one of his prescriptions for his leukemia and went over to the Marion VA went in, was served promptly, got the answer that I needed, got the little issue that had been uh, cropped up with his prescription getting filled, resolved within maybe a week, and got a follow-up call a week later making sure that it had been resolved. And so despite um, some of the things and challenges the VA's uh, had over the last 10 to 15 years, that's just one little experience of my own, but I think that overall the processes and procedures and things that have been put in place at the Marion VA in the last 10 years have um, provided for efficient outcomes for most people. I totally agree. You know, I'm a relative newcomer to this organization, but uh, I I know the history uh, and I'm a student of history, but I have a small rearview mirror, right? I want to look forward and make sure we're focused on the veterans that are in front of us today and tomorrow. Um, um. I am out in our communities asking veterans what we can do better for them. That's part of what this Saturday is all about at the town hall. Um, I'll be there. Come talk to me. 
I like to be out in the community with those veterans. I, I told you that's sure. uh, where my where my cup gets filled up, right? I want to be with uh, with the people that I'm here to serve. Um, well, 20 years managing this radio station, you're the first VA director to show up at this door. Hey, Brent. Come, bring me back. Come on so, over to our place. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it just shows that the fact of, of what you're doing. Uh, Zach Sage is with us, and uh, there'll be a town hall-style event this coming Saturday, August the 5th, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m.? 3 p.m. 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Murfreesboro High School. Uh, it's being supported by the Murfreesboro VFW Post. They're wanting to make sure they get the word out about the PACT Act benefits that are available uh, this is for veterans who may have been exposed to toxic chemicals uh, from burn pits of all varieties uh, really so this coming saturday august the 5th 11 a.m to 3 p.m at the murfreesboro high school um, tell a veteran if you're a veteran come out and see them now concerning the pact act there is an upcoming deadline that we need to talk about that's important for veterans uh to remember. Tell us about it. Sure. So um, the law was signed uh, 2022, August 10th. And so a year from that is August 9th. So that's coming up uh, around the corner. Um, To get the most out of the VA PACT Act, if you have a claim that you think might uh, be related to the VA PACT Act where you'll gain benefits, you need to get your claim in by the 9th. And uh, if you are approved for that claim, it will be backdated to uh, when the law was originally signed in 2022. So again, August 9th is an important date to get the most out of the VA PACT Act if you uh, have have benefits to be gained. Uh, It doesn't mean you can't submit claims after the 9th, um, but again, if you do, um, there's a chance that uh, if it's approved, you will um, receive benefits backdated to the 10th of August, 2022. So if you make sure to initiate your claim by August the 9th, then you could receive essentially a retroactive benefit back to the when the law was first signed. If you do not, then you would receive benefits essentially from here going forward. You got it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's definitely important uh, to note. Zach, anything else you want to mention before we let you go today? Yeah, sure. I would just add that it's not just the burn pits. Um, there are a lot of Vietnam-era veterans that are also gaining benefits from the VA PACT Act. There are um, Many more conditions that are now presumed connected to Agent Orange, which was a very toxic chemical that a lot of Vietnam-era veterans were exposed to. Uh, So a lot of veterans in the past were denied for their uh, VA benefits. Uh, There wasn't enough data to support that their condition was associated to their uh, exposure to Agent Orange. Uh, This bill changes a lot of that for a lot of veterans. And um, so it's not just for those that have served, you know, say in the last 20 years, but if you served in the Vietnam era and you were exposed to Agent Orange or ionizing radiation uh, or really just about anything else that you think might have, uh, you know, caused you to have some health challenges uh, from your military service, come talk to us about it. So the question everybody, I'm sure, wants to know, when you attend the Army-Navy football game, who do you cheer for? You know, my dad's a Navy vet. Uh, Go Navy. (laughs) All right. Fair enough. Thank you so much for your time, Zach. Have a good day. Thanks.